Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. This week, we're going to talk about the Game Awards and probably the biggest title of all time, Cyberpunk 2077. But before we get to all that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at npn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, and Alan K for the contributions. We love you guys. We love all our patrons. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. Remember that email address. And if you don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher, we are Twitch affiliates. You can give us a free Prime subscription if you have that available to you using Amazon Prime. If not, it's like four ninety nine a month to subscribe. Uh, we do appreciate all of our Twitch subscribers as well. Uh, and I mentioned that email address and remembering it because we are going to be giving away a free copy of Cyberpunk 2077 for the PC. I have a download code because I bought the game twice. Um, we won't say why. The game's so nice, he bought it twice. Oh, you rhymed it. It's so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have a we have a copy we're going to give away. So pay attention. That email address is very important to how you can submit your uh submission yes we, we should just say we're going to discuss our initial thoughts on cyberpunk and before we do any spoilery stuff we will tell you how to win the game exactly so, please feel free to Alex, continue listening do you have any bumpers for the network i do uh the horror movie yearbook boys talked about the blob the 1998 1988 uh horror film please go check that out they are also still working on their next episode of Multimedium regarding Resident Evil the game and the novelization that followed the game so that should be an interesting episode uh and look for that coming soon hopefully sometime over the holidays if not early January uh so that will be coming shortly um but yeah other than that I did want to mention uh Alan wrote us an email we are planning to cover it in our bonus episode, which patrons should have access to as early as tomorrow after we are recording this. Uh, but we will put we will start putting out any bonus episodes that we make on our off weeks for everybody to listen to. So if you want early access, please go support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month and you can get early access to those episodes. Otherwise, we will uh, we will put them up the week afterwards uh, for everybody to enjoy. A dollar a month. It's like three cents a day or something yeah. like that. Yeah, twelve dollars a year for all of this content that we give you. Extra very sweet content. deal. Yes. So cool. Um you guys had a couple of games you wanted to talk about real quick. Why don't you do that? Yeah, I'll just say real briefly, um there's a game that came out on uh December tenth, um, alongside Cyberpunk that I had no clue was being released until the week that it came out. Uh, it's a little title called Pixel Junk Eden 2. Uh, the Pixel Junk games were, I believe, mostly exclusives to the PlayStation 3, although I think many of them came out on um, on PC afterwards. Um, but they're made by Q Games, and they're kind of these indie games with very different ideas. Pixel Junk Monsters was the first one out. It was kind of a tower defense type of game. But Pixel Junk Eden is a game unlike most other games that I've ever played. Um, they collaborated with Bayan, who is a, a Japanese house music artist, and he made music tracks for 10 or so levels in the game. And um, you're basically this little character navigating through Eden-like gardens, um, and you have to 
fill seeds with pollen that you get from attacking the enemies that are in the game and you attack them by kind of like spinning on a rope around the plants that you can plant yourself onto kind of hard to describe but uh it was one of my favorite games on playstation 3 and now there's a sequel out which is awesome and i've played a very little bit of it it plays pretty differently from that ps3 and pc game um so i'm kind of getting used to the controls but the, the visuals are still great the music is still awesome, and uh, I think people should give it a shot if it seems like something you want to check out. I believe it is currently exclusive to the Nintendo Switch. I imagine it'll make it onto at least PC at some point in the future, if not other consoles as well. So Pixel Junk Eden 2, check it out. Um, I'm a big fan of Q Games and their work, and I'm excited to... I'm, I'm glad that they put out another game, because I feel like it's been a while. I think they did, like... Nom Nom Galaxy was on the PS4 pretty early in its run. Um, that's a that's a game about my life. Yeah, yeah. you're actually as these, I like, finished my slice of pizza during the middle of you talking. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. It's a very weird game, and I didn't really play enough of it, but I did like it when I played it. So they always have very interesting ideas. They do like side scrollers and shooters, and like they do all kinds of different stuff with their games. So check them that's out. Cool. Yep, Wait, Brian. Brian, you wanted to talk about Hades. Yeah, um, I was going to wait to pick that up, but I mean, it was on sale for 20 and I just was itching for something to play other than Destiny while I waited for Cyberpunk, and I wanted to play it before the end of the year, um, and yeah, I'm so glad I picked that up. Like, roguelikes are not really my favorite genre, not anywhere near that, I'm pretty <laughs> terrible at them, Um and I, I just don't really normally like repeating basically the same levels over and over again. But I mean, even if there's some uh, variation to them, but uh, there's, there's something about Hades that just is like, it just nails it for me. Like, I think part of it is the fact that there is an ongoing narrative in the game. Mm -hmm. And every single time you start over, you like every character you run into has different lines to say. Like, I mean, I've been through probably over, over like a dozen times or so that, um, that I've had to start over at this point and like everybody's still saying unique things. Um, so I find that pretty impressive and the dialogue is like really witty and, uh, I appreciate that. Good voice acting too, which I think most yeah, of the excellent. people that are in it are employees of Supergiant, which is what they usually yeah. do with their games and, and they all do a great job. Yeah. Um, for those that are somehow not familiar, um, it is yeah a super giant title. They made uh, Bastion and um, Pyre and Transistor. Transistor, yeah, yeah, Transistor. Pyre, I could not get into. The other two games um, were pretty cool. I never finished them, but I I definitely appreciated their aesthetic and just the gameplay. It was pretty good. Um, but yeah, like Hades definitely seems like their best title to date. And, uh, you pay, you play as the son of Hades Zagreus. and you are, tr hmm? Zagreus is his yeah, name. I can never remember his name. Um, and you are trying to escape the underworld and there's more to it than that, but you should play it and find out. But yeah. 
Yeah, very tight game. Just in case very- I never really described it well when I talked about it a couple weeks ago, it is an isometric game similar to that of like a Diablo. It's very much like Bastion if you played Bastion or Transistor. Um, but it's kind of like it's kind of like a dungeon crawler, and there's different weapons that you can try out and. You can kind of augment your abilities in different ways, but then, like, as you progress through the levels that you're repeating, like Brian said, each level's not only different because of, like, random rooms, but also you get blessed by different Greek gods, your relatives, basically, because they're all related in some way, in most ways. Um, And then that blessing augments some part of your weapon attack. And so every time you're playing, you get different combinations of things that interact in different ways or buff each other in different ways or complement each other in different ways. And so I think it's, I think that's part of why you're probably enjoying it, Brian, is that like, Mm -hmm. regardless of how terrible you did the last time, sometimes you might get a better match of things that work more towards your play style or you know it might get you to try something new which makes you progress even further because you hadn't done that before that type of stuff yeah um there they have the uh i can't remember what it's called it's like a list of faded things (laughs) like things they want you to try out Mm -hmm. so it kind of forces you out of your comfort zone because if you try out all the things on the various lists you get like rewards um some of them reward you in ways that will help your playthroughs permanently. Mm-hmm. It's literally it's literally called the faded list. So you were you were right. <laughs> some list of faded things. <laughs> yeah, let's just keep it at that. Yeah. So uh, that is another uh, pro for me because I feel like I'm still working towards something, even if I'm starting over every time. Yeah. Yeah, it's really similar to like Rogue Legacy in that way, unless like a Spelunky, where Spelunky is just kind of like you need to literally learn what you're doing differently. Whereas like in, um, in both rogue legacy and Hades, you are usually gaining some type of currency that allows you to buff something that you use on your next run, basically. Uh, so it's, it's nice to have that incremental progress, even if you are, you know, going back over the same level each time. So there are also, various weapons to unlock and there's actually more to unlock than I realized when I first started the game. And it, it takes either some really lucky playthroughs or long ones or like several playthroughs to unlock some of those weapons. So mm-hmm. um, that's something to work for work toward as well. I, I've, I think I'm close to unlocking the last one that I know of, but uh, yeah, pretty cool. Talk about more at some point. Yeah. Indeed. After I play it. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, you should. Yeah, so I, I, I have in, it on PC. I actually just need to play it, but I have no desire to play anything except Cyberpunk. Sometime in 2077, we'll cover Hades. So Yeah, we'll, we'll get there eventually. I, I will say it's also a very good game to play for like 20 minutes to 45 mm-hmm. minutes or whatever, like yeah. just in small chunks. You can actually stop in the middle of a run and it, it auto saves between every room. So That's cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and they're still working on making um, cross save between the Switch and the PC version, but that uh, should that be coming be soon. Awesome. Yeah. So I did end Sweet. up picking it up on PC eventually, so that I could uh, cross save to PC soon. So cool. But yeah, let's talk about the elephant in the room. 
I'm not that fat, am I? The Game Awards? <laughs> no. No. Uh, our copy of Cyberpunk that we're going to give away? Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. Let's talk about our initial impressions. Oh, that's right. We're going to use that as the buffer between spoilers. Yeah, so we're not going to spoil anything yet, and we're not even going to spoil much even after we do reveal that curtain, but um, we, we, we'll we we'll tell you how to win your copy of Cyberpunk after we tell you what we... Whether we, we enjoy it, it or not, how we feel about it, that type of thing. So, John, why so don't you, you don't, start? You uh, don't cyber- know how far to fast forward yet. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll put that in the show notes or something. Maybe. Maybe. If Listen Alex to is us. Feeling, if, if Alex is feeling ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> if only he had a cybernetic augmentation that would automatically timestamp things for him. Yes, that'd be great. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is a 2020 action role-playing game developed and published by CD Projekt Red. It was released for the Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 4, Stadia, Xbox One, Xbox One, Series X and S, and PlayStation 5. Wow, that's a mouthful of console. Um, It is based off of a tabletop role-playing game called Cyberpunk by Mike Pondsmith. Uh, It is a really fucking cool video game, guys. (laughs) Um, I'm thoroughly enjoying this game, mind you. I've been doing a bunch of side missions over the past few hours. I've, uh, I will admit, I think, let me look at my timestamp or how, what, how long I've been playing my timing. What do we got here? Yeah, we should say real quick. I'm I've about for eight hours point, in. I have 14.6 hours of playtime currently, and I would say probably 12 to 13 of that is accurate because there have been times where I've had to pause and go and take care of things, a.k.a. pooping oh, and babies. I thought we were going to say 12 hours of that was spent in the character creator. <laughs> no, actually, um, you guys will be disappointed to know that I just chose the standard V model and just yeah. went for it. Wow. I almost um, did that. And then I be- tried to because, make myself. Because I know multiplayer is coming hmm. and I will spend all of the time in the world to make my character look like me for multiplayer. But I, I tried to do that and just ended up making uh friend of the show and guest of the show uh nico uh unfortunately but it's fine (laughs) so now i'm just playing as nico (laughs) um steam says i have 27 hours but my save game file as of last night i think said about 21 okay so you spent six hours what like dying (laughs) i i mean i guess maybe it doesn't count when you pause the game and i did definitely like just leave the game running and like go take a break for an hour to eat and whatever. So uh, that's probably what that extra time is from. Right. Going right. to the bathroom. Six hours of eating and pooping basically. So, yep. so let's, let's get <laughs> Not into at this. the same time. Um, Mike Pondsmith, the original creator was a consultant on the game. Keanu Reeves plays a huge role in this game. If you haven't been paying attention to any of the marketing involved in it. What? Um, this, did, this game's fantastic. It, did, it is. It, go ahead. Sorry, I just wanted to say I did cut out that little part of Brian reminding us what role Keanu plays in the last episode, so we should still consider that a bit of a spoiler. Because okay, uh, yeah. But anyway, sorry, John. No, that's cool. Um, it is. This is a beautiful game. Nvidia had a pretty big role in making sure that ray tracing and DLSS are working pretty flawlessly i would i would say in this particular game they did a great job it's beautiful absolutely stunning uh especially if you have a fancy video card on your pc consoles 
not so much. Lots of controversy surrounding the the uh, launch of it on PS4 as well as the Xbox One. Um, it is very unfortunate that that is the case because this game is fantastic. This is this is going to be a game that does sell consoles straight up. I will mm-hmm. tell you that right now. This is the Skyrim of this generation. It plays like Skyrim. You get a you get a whole bunch of missions. Uh, it's pretty awesome. There's a massive skill tree. There's so much going on. Um, the music is incredible. Uh, with with the hard copy that I got of the game, I got a uh, a soundtrack like original score, and it's been ripping in my car ever since I got it because it's just so good to just drive around in a real car, <laughs> like with that music like pulsing. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, nice. Yeah, this. Like uh, we, ha- I'm not gonna say like we have we have had flawless uh, runs of playing this game. I do have some glitches that I've experienced, most notably audio glitches with stuttering and what sounds like the audio is peaking, but it's not actually peaking. Um, Alex, I think you mentioned you had had some of that. Yeah, I've heard a little bit of it, and like even when I pause the game, I have this weird like buzz that doesn't make any sense that i'm not really sure that, should be the, there when you pause that, in the menu it's part of the menu is it, it sounds yeah, like part a, of the menu like a okay. whirring computer sound or uh-huh. something yeah i guess but it just doesn't sound right to me maybe that's what it's meant to be i don't know but i have yeah i've had some audio stuff and a couple other things here and there but it it's definitely on purpose because like when you start up the game it's like you're starting up a computer and like logging in kind of so yeah well, okay. I don't know. That didn't connect for me, so. <laughs> or maybe I'm having an audio glitch you guys aren't having. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But anyways, um, um I, we've had the, uh, I've had that sort of glitch. I've had um, some texture pop in that started with, like, the day one launch, but after the first patch, the hotfix, like, I haven't seen that happen. Um, but beyond that, like, it's been a, a pretty, pretty good launch for me. Personally, we, we should also put on a disclaimer that all three of us are playing on very powerful and expensive computers. Uh, none of us are playing on console. We have had some word from uh, the aforementioned Nico uh, that he's playing on PS4. And uh, after the most recent patch, it's been doing okay. Um, but please take our results with a grain of salt if you're looking to play on your launch Xbox One or your launch PS4 or even the PS4 Pro or Xbox One X. Um, uh, it sounds like it's been okay on the new consoles, um, but still PC seems like the right place to play it if you have the ability to do so with a powerful enough machine. Yeah, I, I have a friend that's playing on the base PlayStation 4 too and like, Overall, I guess she says it's pretty playable, but I mean, it definitely doesn't look, I've seen screenshots and stuff. It doesn't look anything like what it looks like on our PCs. (laughs) Um, And uh, I guess it blue screens when you fast travel, at least for her. So that's pretty wild. Yeah, but otherwise, that's to keep you from fast traveling. They don't want you to actually fast travel. (laughs) Well, that's what I was. I was like, yeah, fast travel. Like, I don't feel like it's super necessary in this game, especially if you use a car. I hate Um, driving, but more on that later. Yeah, I should mention that I'm playing mouse and keyboard, but have a controller hooked up for when I drive cars. (laughs) That's what I've been thinking about doing, and I have not done that yet. I think I think that is like a very important uh, a very important augmentation that I've made. (laughs) (laughs) I've just been driving with the mouse and keyboard, which is not ideal, but it's not 
that bad. The driving is better than I expected. It's not great, but it's better than I expected. No, it Maybe feels I'm... great. It feels it feels okay to me. I I've been driving mostly on on the motorcycles because that's just when even when I play Grand Theft Auto, I just prefer the the reaction time of the motorcycles. Yeah. So I feel the same way in this because the driving to me feels like a slightly better version of Grand Theft Auto's driving. Um, I might just I, be... I would disagree. I'd say it feels like a slightly worse version of GTA V's driving. Better than I'm, four, though. I think I might just be kind of sloshy and weird. Well, it did. But. Well, yeah, that's another conversation. But I don't know. I might just be a bad driver too, and that's part of the problem. But oh, I'm awful. Something... Don't get me wrong. Those, those bikes are way faster than you think they should be. Oh, for and, sure. And it, and when you're like me, and you can't remember, you know which uh, which button on the controller is the handbrake, and which one is like the the regular brake. Uh, and you just it's start almost always a. You, you just start like fish tailing out of control mm-hmm. when you're trying to make turns. Uh, it, you know, it's it, I'm not a good driver by any means. I did. Uh, I have been in a couple of very, very wicked accidents in the game where I've flown <laughs> over the hood of a car and it, it jump as soon as you're off. Like if you're if you're because I drive in third person um, when as soon as you get off that bike, it flips into first person mode and you can see V's hands like stretched out and <laughs> yeah. like, he's like diving. And then you just like, yeah, man, I've had some it's, some pretty wicked crashes. It's painful to watch. For I, sure. I haven't yeah. crashed that hard, but there have been many times where I have not looked both ways when crossing a street and I've been oh, hit yeah. by several cars. Oh, that's <laughs> happened a lot. Like there's you have to actually pay attention to those crosswalks. Yeah. Jaywalking yeah. is not recommended. Yeah. And that's it and that's a, a an amazing thing about this game. The world is so heavily populated with people and things going on and there's all kinds of different mission types that you can run into. I really like, I actually really like the uh, the ones that are run by the Night City PD, where you approach an area that's like, you know, under some kind of distress and the Night City PD calls you and, and it's like an APB where they're like, hey, you know, everybody out there, we're looking for hired help on these. If you can go take over this particular area, we'd appreciate it. And then you roll in there and you just fucking murder everybody, <laughs> however you want to do it. <laughs> Whether that, you're using hacking abilities and cybernetics and whatever, and then like you have to like find the item that is in there that like like finishes the mission or whatever, and then you finish it and they pay you for it and everything and like I like that like that's fun like I, I dig that like ability. I understand that you're like living the mercenary lifestyle and you'll just take anybody's money, but the one thing I don't like about those those police jobs i feel like it should subtract from your street cred score like you're working with the man yeah like how is that that doesn't make a whole lot yeah it should whatever shouldn't give you any or it, yeah taking away would be interesting but it is like leveling up your street cred does give you the ability to purchase more and different stuff right and gives you access yeah. to different different things as well so i don't know i think they still want you to progress through <laughs> But I would say street cred gives you access to things that are probably illegal. Yeah. So it makes even less sense, but whatever. I guess it'd be interesting if there was like a, like a police rep or something like that. Like your respectability rep that it increased or something. Yeah. I mean, they, I don't know, like in certain other games, let's say for instance, like fallout new Vegas, which has various like factions in it. That's one of my Mm -hmm. least favorite things to have to upkeep is like keeping a positive, uh, reputation with all of the various factions is like super annoying like it's another piece of micromanagement that i don't care about 
Well, um, in that in that particular case, I'd say that's kind of part of the game is like you should be picking a faction and sticking with it, and their enemies are your enemies, that kind of thing. Yeah, but, but in a in a game where typically you're tr- just trying to like be be a hundred percent everything, like you can't. And that, you know, like in this game, like I want to... You mean in a role-playing game? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, but it, it that's, a th- I suppose, I like, you. maybe when uh, when the multiplayer launches, like, that'll be a more focused thing where, like, mm-hmm. you're actually keeping up a specific reputation with a specific mm-hmm. faction of some sort, you know, based on how you want to play or yeah. whatever. Which, yeah. th- again, like, I know a lot of people's issues, like, I did pull up the compiled list of missing features uh, that were promised. Hmm. Um, oh, interesting. I found, a, I found a list of that on Reddit. But, like, one of the things people talk about is, like, not being able to smoke cigarettes in the game. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> like, one, you who can cares? Drink, though. Who, like, who cares about smoking cigarettes? I don't care. Like, that, that's, like, but in, in like, the role-playing aspect of it, like, if that's the character you want to play, I could see that being a problem, especially in, like, the multiplayer version of this, which is slated for next year or maybe 2022, who knows, 2077, whenever it actually comes out, um, if it ever comes out. But, uh, yeah, that role-playing aspect is important for, for specifically, I think, the multiplayer version, but... CD Projekt Red obviously had a narrative that they wanted you to kind of like adhere to a little bit with uh, with the single player game, and I'm okay with that. It doesn't bother me. Other people are pretty pissed about it, but it I don't really care. Yeah, like I feel like um, I feel like there was a lot of people assuming things you could do, but I'm kind of curious to read through that list that you have because I haven't really looked at something like that where. Was it offhand comments that somebody made on Twitter that isn't really a representative of the entire cyberpunk team? Or is it things that they talked about in, like, Night City uh, Night City Wire or whatever the hell it was? Like, Well, like, uh, for instance, gameplay and immersion, just a f- the first few of these. The body slider, like customization, height, weight, and muscle mass. Very few options for some of the character creation features like hair color, tattoos, skin complexion, scars, etc., animations for eating and drinking and i'm assuming the smoking would also like wrap into that as well it's not mentioned mm. in this list necessarily um unable to remove underwear outside of inventory like <laughs> vehicle customization i get apartment customization i kind of get again like a lot of this stuff is are things oh here's player can't smoke is like in another it's at another point on this list but these things are like not necessary to this particular like single player experience like the, the, it's so it just doesn't matter but when it, when the multiplayer comes out i would expect a lot of these gameplay and immersion things to be very present in a role-playing multiplayer game like this if they're going to have this kind of play like this game does but also kind of be like the tabletop rpg experience in a way they're going to probably want some of this stuff and i would assume they're probably trying to make it work so hence the delay in releasing multiplayer after but they did say the multiplayer is going to be its own its own game. Like I'm assuming you're going to have to purchase it separately from 2077. So probably. Yeah. But that's fine. <clears throat> yeah. No, I guess um in terms of like initial thoughts of the game, I I think uh it it took me it took me probably until 6 or 7 hours to really get hooked into any amount of the story. I think kind of the first act that they give you is pretty boilerplate and doesn't feel particularly um 
you know, one of the things I talked about with you guys uh, several weeks ago and like trying to get excited for this game is the idea that there's so many different routes that you could take through the game to try and do something. And I feel like at least in these first six hours and, and with the main story missions, it's been very set in its ways. This is how you're going to do it. Um, there's a couple choices you could make with certain things that you need to do in order to get through those missions, but it's not really like, I don't even necessarily know if you can fully avoid some of the conflict or, or, or what the deal is. Cause I, I didn't necessarily take those options and maybe I should have so that I could try and see that. But, um, I, I think I got an impression that things were a little bit more open than they are. And I guess we'll see if that carries through the rest of the game or not. Uh, one of the things John and I were talking about last night, we were talking about how, like, are you able to get to a point where you're more robot than human, or are you able to get to a point where you stay away from the cybernetics so much so that it gives you an advantage over those who are using them, where you can use, like, EMPs to knock out a whole room of enemies, or, you know, that type of thing is kind of what I was hoping for and what the implications of like this is based off of the tabletop rpg and we are making this game in an actual video game and and i don't i haven't seen that yet but it could be there and it might be there later in the game i just don't know in the first eight hours or so but i will say that um they've done a great job of of kind of steeping you in this world and and giving you a lot of you know places to look for things to do and people to talk to and stuff to read. If all of that is stuff that you enjoy in terms of the people who usually pick these kinds of games up. Like if you're the dude who read every single book in Skyrim, then there's plenty of stuff for you to read here. Although I hate that it lets you pick up multiple copies of the same book for some reason. Oh, um, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Like, I don't know that they, that it like replicates in the menu, but it always shows up as like a glowy thing that you can pick up even if it's mm -hmm. the same item. Um, but no, like I think I, I can't really speak to like, did they deliver on the promise of the game as of yet? Cause I'm still playing on it. And also like, I didn't really follow it closely enough to be disappointed by any of that stuff. So for me, it feels like a pretty straightforward first person RPG shooter game. And, and, uh, I'm not like overly wowed by what they're doing with it as of yet, but I, I'm not disappointed by it either. So I think, you know, it, it's hard for me to say if people who've been following it closely would be too disappointed in, in what it is, but so far for me, I'm, I'm enjoying the experience. I think things are, they look very pretty. I think, um, the story is starting to get pretty engaging, um, and, you know, there's some other minor nitpicks and things about like, you know, we've heard Brian and I were discussing before this about like the dialogue in the game. And I feel like it's very much, it feels more like people talking as they're putting on like a cyberpunk play than it does feel like a natural extension of the world, in my opinion. And one of the things that I said was like, whenever there's a, a proper noun or a verb that's very cyberpunky brought up, it kind of feels like like uh you're waiting for the Pee Wee Herman word of the day, like everybody to start screaming when you say the word corpo uh. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it's it's something that I'll probably get over as I play more of the game and I get used to kind of the way people talk and stuff like that. So I uh, you know, so far enjoying it and interested to see where things go. And um 
you know, kind of, I feel like even six or seven hours in, I'm not really engaging with the systems that deeply yet, which I think is a little bit of a bummer, but like it, you know, there's other games like Final Fantasy games have a tutorial for the first 30 hours of the game sometimes. So we'll see how far you have to get in to really understand the nitty gritty of how the cybernetics interact with the mods that you're doing and the hacking you want to do and the combat that you can do and like all the different, there's just so it's systems on systems on systems. And so Mm -hmm. if you like that stuff, it's all here. If you don't like that stuff, maybe not a game, maybe not be a game for you, but you know, I think uh, I'm interested to dig into it more and see if I can find what will be the most fun for me. So, are you guys playing on normal or hard or? I'm on normal. Yeah, just normal for now. Same. I'm thinking about easy. turning it up though because yeah. it's not particularly challenging. But uh, yeah. So, um, I honestly. I was pretty wowed by it from the beginning, like as far as just like visually and the audio. Yeah. Like the music and everything is awesome. Just the presentation. Um, But I guess my reservations at first were like, I felt like a lot of the side quests and stuff were just going to be go here, take out this gang. And it was like all on the map. Like this is exactly what it is kind of thing. But I, as I've played the game more, I've realized that's not the case. There are a lot of unique side quests with their own little narrative. Um, some of them are pretty damn funny, too. Because uh, I was really hoping for that type of approach to the side quests after playing The Witcher 3, mm-hmm. where like almost everything other than maybe the monster contracts just felt like its own thing. Even those felt... Um, like different somewhat to each other because they usually like revolved around a specific village and it helping out those people. And, uh, but yeah, like, uh, I definitely, I'm really enjoying the game. Like the more I play it, the more I'm interested in it. Like at first I kind of ignored a lot of the systems in it because Mm -hmm. I didn't quite know what I wanted to do with my character. Yeah. So I just let my points just pile up. And also, I was just using guns at first. And then I realized that like, it's easier to just run up to somebody and hack them up with a samurai sword. And it's also like (laughs) way more entertaining. (laughs) Um, But like, I mean, that was my approach for a while after my initial impression that the guns were just not really worthwhile. um, Even though they sound cool and look cool. But, I think it depends uh, on the gun that you're using. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's the thing. As I've gotten further in, I've actually looked at like what the differences are with the different types of weapons. Like the tech weapons all have like a power up system. Like you hold down the trigger and they get more powerful. You can actually shoot through objects with some of them, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, the smart guns are super cool for hitting people in cover because if they're in that little like aiming box that it gives you it will hit them most likely like even if they're behind cover which is awesome um so like i I just feel like they don't really do a good job in the beginning like making you understand how all this stuff works and it it actually the depth of the skill tree and the weapon system becomes more apparent the longer you play 
And I think you actually get more enjoyment out of it all. Uh, plus you end up in like more difficult scenarios where you actually have to think about what you're doing other than just running through and stabbing everyone. Like I did on the first big, uh, combat section that I had to, to deal with in the game. Um, yeah, I'll just say that once again, and this is dangerously close to a bloodborne pick up the gun moment, but I'm pretty certain that never once did it tell me how to like open up the map or the inventory or anything like what key to press. I intuitively ended up on the M button to hit it and open up a map, but I still, like, I didn't know until last night as I was pressing more keys, like, oh, if I press the I button, then it gives you that general, here's your inventory, the journal, all that stuff. I was, like, opening up the map and then backing it out into that that menu to do things. So, I don't know if that's a bug and a prompt didn't come up, or maybe it was too small and I didn't see it, or maybe it happened during, like, a combat fight or something and I just didn't quite catch it, but... I feel like that speaks to some of what Brian's saying of like, I don't even know what's available for me to do in this game and how these systems interact with each other. And so I feel like a lot of it is like, you need to try things and figure it out rather Mm -hmm. than them kind of showing you this is what works and what is fun and how these things should work together, which, you know, I think there's advantages to both of those as we've discussed in the past, but for something as, lore rich and system rich as this i would have appreciated something for me to kind of like sink my teeth into and figure out what to do rather than you know they made they made scenarios for you to learn how to do the combat and the hacking but they didn't really like let you be like here's here's swords and here's the advantage of swords and like this is like there's the segments where you use a sword and you're fighting by hand and you're doing guns and like but it doesn't really kind of go beyond being like, here's how you do these things rather than being like, here's where they're advantageous to you, you know? But anyway. Yeah. As far as bugs go, like I haven't had any audio glitches other than, um, just dialogue lines, like overlapping each other or being cut off early without me hitting the skip forward button. Uh, but that seems to be, it, it seems to be happening less, like, the further I go in the game for some reason. I don't know if they hot fix that or something, because they've actually rolled out, I think, two or three patches since I started playing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've definitely been killed by garbage bags and piles of just <laughs> garbage a couple times. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had one so point that's where pretty wild. I, like, looked towards a door, and as I looked at the door, this pile of garbage exploded out of the yeah. door. <laughs> and I was like, what <laughs> was that? Fortunately, yeah. I wasn't in the blast zone, so I didn't die. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was weird. I haven't had I that. Have- I, did, I did jump from a rooftop to, like, a, a an umbrella, and <laughs> I don't know if it was, like, if it's supposed to do this because it's a joke on other video games, but when I jumped on the umbrella, it, like, propelled me, like, further... <laughs> Boing! That's a <laughs> yeah. jump pad, but, but I don't think it was supposed to do that. <laughs> it's one of those mushrooms in Mario that you right. Yeah, that's what that's it a feature. Like. <laughs> um, I had a garbage truck. Uh, it's all my bugs are garbage related. Apparently, it spawned <laughs> on top of my car, which was really annoying. Or no, my car spawned underneath it actually, and uh, that was a problem. Mm. Um, I've had a few. Oh yeah, I, I've had. Incidences. I had the vehicle thing do that with the motorcycle. My motorcycle appeared underneath uh, a car, and it caused the car to explode. 
<laughs> so I have had that. I was I driving so wasn't sure so if that was a bug. <laughs> I was driving so bad at one point that I got stuck on geometry and couldn't back the car out anymore. Uh, I've had that happen too. <laughs> yeah, so I just had to like hoof it for a minute and then try to summon the car somewhere down the road so that it would reappear. <laughs> I, I, well, I got a van stuck on some bodies, which may or may not be a feature. <laughs> And then I used another van instead, and I tried to push that van out of the way so I could get out, and then they were just both stuck. Mm. So I had to just hoof it. Um, there was something else that was kind of funny that happened, but I can't remember right now. It, it's all, like, pretty Nothing easy to ignore stuff. Yeah. Yeah, which is good. Um, I think no, there's... that's That's why I feel bad for the people on consoles who are having a very poor experience, because... I'm not like, I feel like this, like I read the complaints online and I'm just like, I feel pretty privileged and lucky that like, I haven't had some of these experiences and and it just, it sucks that these people really wanted to play this game and they can't, you know, like I feel bad. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, this is something John, you've been saying for a while of like, you know, supposedly the rumors were that they were working on the console version of the game and that's why things kept getting delayed i don't necessarily think that's true but i do wonder how much of it was like could we release the pc version now and then do the console version later like i wonder what those discussions were like and whether or not they were basically just like no we need to come out all at once otherwise you know people will get angry or what the deal is but well it just it makes me wonder have... like what like would people be more disappointed if they just said, we're not going to do this on the previous gen, we're releasing it on the next gen and PC only, would they be more disappointed at that? Or are they more disappointed with what they've received? Like, which yeah. which of those two options would they have been more disappointed with? Because me personally, if, if the company straight up said, we can't get this to work and we want you to have the best experience possible playing our game, we can't do this on the previous gen. We are so sorry. Refunds are available for those who want them. If you keep the game as currently and you don't want to refund we will upgrade it to the next generation version when it comes out like i would have been a-okay with that sort of situation but i don't i can't say everybody else in the world would be you know what i mean like i yeah and i think you could be pissing off different people for different reasons right like absolutely there's there's some dude who will not have a ps5 who's like oh now i just can't play cyberpunk well and that's the thing is i feel like part of their reasoning for delaying and like trying to get the the previous gen versions to work better is because the pandemic has fucked up so many things in the supply chain and greedy ass people on the internet who fucking buy up the stock of consoles before it can even hit the public like you there is not enough availability of hardware to make it a viable solution for yeah. them for them as a developer so well and even as a developer like with any new console generation anyways it's really hard for you to say hey i'm going to say no to the previous 100 million people that have xbox ones and ps4s or whatever the number is i just pulled that out of my ass like it's it's really hard to say forget about that install base and let's just go with PC sure and, but and what's gonna gen. what's gonna affect your reputation worse like being yeah. like hey this game runs like shit on the previous gen we want to help you guys out so if you keep your reservation we'll bump you to the next gen when it releases or releasing a game that's so fucking poorly optimized for the system you're trying to play it on that you literally are begging for a refund and complaining on every internet platform that you can possibly complain on their stock dropped 29% because of the release. Like, 
Yeah, despite despite record sales and the fact that it's the best-selling PC game, which it just beat the WoW expansion, which was the previous best-selling mm-hmm. PC game that came out last week. Had a million concurrent players at any given time on Steam. Like, I mean, this yeah. game has broken records across the board, and like... I, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like, it's, I again, I feel bad for the people who are dealing with it, because I'm not, and I don't know how they feel. I can kind of, like, empathize with them to some extent of, like, what it would be like to be in that situation, but it's just, I don't know, man. Like, I I feel like if I were in CD Projekt Red's position, taking a hit before the game releases would be better for the company than taking a hit at release. So, But at know. the same at the same time, you know, yeah, I, I don't know, but maybe maybe the whole point is, like, they straight up sold more copies this way, you know? If it wasn't sure. available on PS, PS4 and Xbox One, not to yeah, be cynical 60, about it. Yeah, 60% of the pre-orders were PC. Okay, but then that's 40% of the purchases, and how many of that 40% is people that have next-gen consoles? Who really knows? But... What if 40% of those purchases, or let's even call it 35% of those purchases, weren't there because it wasn't available on those consoles? Like, I, I think I think there's a lot of money on the table that they would be leaving That's why there. I'm saying, like, they would they would say, like, if you keep your reservation, we'll upgrade you to, you know, like, if you if you are, and if, if you purchased a PS4 version, we're going to give you the next gen version. Like, I, that's why they did that shit. Like, that's why they're giving it the smart delivery upgrade, blah, blah, blah. For sure. Like and, because and, they knew they they knew this was a thing, but I feel like it would have just benefited them more if they had just said straight up, "This doesn't work on the previous gen. We are so sorry, but we want you to have the best experience possible. This will be the means of doing that." Like, and and I have to say, I don't think we, I I don't think there will be a point where they just cut their losses. I think this game eventually is going to run fairly well on ps4 and xbox one launch consoles like i think they're going to figure it out and it's going to take a lot of optimization and a lot of different like they're gathering more data about it now than they ever were before i'm sure um but at the same time it's it's just super disappointing for anybody who owns those consoles to pick up this game that they've been hotly anticipating and not absolutely no i i agree i think that sucks. And I can't recommend anybody who has those consoles alone right now to pick it up without waiting to see how things are really going. You know, I haven't really digital foundry put up a video to show some of the differences. And it, there's quite a difference between PS4 versus PS5 even. Um, but I think you really need to, if this is a game that you're looking to play, but you don't have a high end PC to play it on, I think you should do the due diligence to look into like, is this even going to run okay on what I'm looking at? And, I mean, you know. take it from this standpoint that you don't. if you don't have the game now on a console and you don't have a powerful PC to play it on, if you wait three to maybe six months, which I know is a tough thing to do, but if you did wait, not only is it going to be half price, <laughs> Probably. but it may, it may be fucking totally free as part of like the PlayStation Plus collection or the the Xbox Game Xbox Pass. Xbox Game Pass or like, something. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's and possible too. The other option is if you don't have a PC, apparently it runs really fucking well on Google Stadia. Just saying. Mm-hmm. And if you buy Cyberpunk on Stadia, they will ship you a free controller. Hmm. So yeah. a lot of the Stadia guys have been laughing their asses off like, ha ha ha, gotcha, bitch. Like because they literally this is this is the reason 
Stadia exists is so you can play games like this in a super great environment, provided you have good internet access. Disclaimer. <laughs> uh, but you can play a, a, a super powerful PC game on a super powerful powerful server up in Cupertino or wherever the hell they're based out of. I think Cupertino's Apple, but yeah. Um, the Stadia apparently is playing Cyberpunk with very little issue. Is all I'm saying. That's good. And, and it's I was able on GeForce I, Now as well. Yeah, I was playing it on GeForce Now at work just to test it out real fast when I was there the other night at you know late night. Just to see. I didn't I only played for a few hours, not even. It's like an hour <laughs> maybe. But I just wanted to like check it out to see how it functions remotely and it worked perfectly. And it had, you know, for a single player game where you're not necessarily reliant on like you know, lag time being a huge issue, as long as it's not an exorbitant amount of lag, like in in yeah. latency, like it worked fine. So that is also an option. And guess what, guys? GeForce Now is free for like an hour worth of playtime. Or if you pay five bucks a month, it's like you get unlimited playtime and you get access to your entire Steam library and you can play any game with full graphics and ray tracing and everything. So... Yeah. Hmm. Those are options for those who are playing on console, who who only have console, but would like to play this game in a usable, functional manner. Like, Stadia is a great... The fact that you can buy the game and just get the controller for free, and even if you just buy the game, they'll ship you the controller, but you can play on your PC on Google Chrome, or on your Mac on Google Chrome. Yeah. Like, there are options to play this game that exist if you currently don't have the means of playing it. So... Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. But we should uh, we should say how are people going to win this digital PC copy of Cyberpunk that we're giving away before we get into some a little some light spoilery talk for the yeah. beginning of the game. So if you remember at the top of the episode, I mentioned our email address midwestgamenerds at gmail dot com, and in order to enter to win a copy of Cyberpunk for PC, which I have a digital code for you, uh, you are going to have to email us and tell us what. If 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 cybernetic augmentations were possible, which they kind of are, but if they the ones in the game, let's say, or in any sort of cybernetic augmentation, if they existed, what cybernetic augmentation would you like to have and why? So like Brian would want a bigger mouth. So yes, Brian would have a cybernetic jaw. I would like to unhinge my jaw to eat normal size sandwiches. It it would basically be, it would open and his mouth would look like the inside of a Vitamix blender and he would just like (laughs) shove as much food into it as possible and then close his jaw and pulse it three times and it would just pulverize (laughs) the food and he could swallow it. That would be horrifying. (laughs) That would be amazing. (laughs) I just came up with that right now. CD Projekt Red, if you're listening, (laughs) you can put me on staff. Yep, MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. Please let us know what cybernetic uh, uh, augmentation you would like and why. And this is a PC code. It may work internationally, but we might have to test out and see how that works. So uh, we look forward to probably reading some of those on the next episode, and we will choose a winner as well. I think it'll be a bonus episode. It'll be part of the bonus yeah. content. Yeah, we can. Yep, we can go over some of the answers in the bonus episode. But we we will inform whoever wins around the time that we record. If you can come episode. up with some kind of cybernetic concept that's better than mine, then you will win. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's going to be completely random. The, the like, yes. we just want you guys to like think about something cool and laugh about it with us. So uh, don't you think- can give us. 
You can give us one sentence or you can give us five pages. I want to read all five of those pages or any one of those sentences. Yeah, you could just say you want cybernetic augmented uh, ears because you're basically deaf from being in rock bands your entire life like me. Maybe five pages maximum. Yeah, no, like five paragraphs, I guess. It doesn't have to be long. It could be a sentence. write, Write me a book, all right? Yeah, write Alex a book he'll never read. Yeah. Because he's illiterate. Yeah. His cybernetic okay. augmentation Record. would be to hold a book up to his forehead and have read it, like, psychically, <laughs> like, through osmosis. That'd be beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. He just absorbs uh, no. knowledge from books. Just record me an audiobook about your cybernetic augmentation. Yeah, he's, he, would, he would want Dolores' power of flipping through books really fast to read everything about everyone in the entire world. Yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah, Westworld reference for those of you who don't listen to Westworld FM. You probably should. It's one of the shows on the Midwest Podcast Network. Yes. That being said, but let's talk some spoilers. We're going to be a little spoilery here for the opening of the game because we mostly wanted to talk about differences between starting as a corpo, a street kid, or a nomad. Uh, so if you don't want to hear any of that, uh, I will put timestamps in so that you can skip over the spoilery stuff and hear us talk about the game awards. Um, but yeah, we won't, we won't go too deep into it. So I was the corpo, John's the street kid, Brian's the nomad. Brian, why don't you tell us kind of what, how the game started for you and, uh, and how that kind of worked. Um, I started in a garage in the desert. My car had broken down and, uh, I needed to get it fixed in order to go and meet Jackie Wells and go to... Basically, go to Night City to pull off a job or smother. You're you're supposed to uh, smuggle something into the city. Mm. And that is about it, honestly. It was a lot shorter than I expected. Shorter than you anticipated? Yeah. Yeah. You you run into some trouble, obviously, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. then it basically just like fast forwards you into half a year later and then you start the game. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty that's much not the same even for starting me. the game. That's still just the intro. Like the game yeah, doesn't the, start like well, for it, eight. It takes about. I think we averaged it between like five and eight hours to to actually get past the intro. Well, I think they call the they do kind of segment it out. They call the part that pertains to your upbringing or whatever, whatever they call it, your background. I don't know. That is the prelude, and then Act One is everything pre-title card. Yeah. Okay. And then Act Two is when basically you know the you know crazy shit happens. But um, as a corpo, I was working for Arasaka, who's very important in Act One. Hmm. And um, my boss basically wanted to intimidate his boss into giving him an easier time or backing off. And so my boss gave me a chip to put in my head with like, here's what I want you to do. This is where she'll be, blah, 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 blah. And then I went to meet Jackie Wells at the bar and talked to him about this. But then a couple Arasaka men walked up and are like, hey, uh, you're here to do some nefarious shit. We want to we want to know what your boss asked you to do. And so you basically have to give up the chip, you get fired, and then you get the same year and a half montage to then start the start act one with Jackie. So it's 
But the but the interesting thing is for me, and I don't know, Brian, if you had any options like this, but because Act One very heavily involves the Arasaka Corporation and other corporations, I had a few dialogue tree options that were marked with Corpo that yeah. I could use to get me kind of different uh, information, I assume, that you guys might not have had access to, or at least different access to. Yeah, I had nomad ones, and that that gives you like ins with certain characters beyond Act One as well. Yeah, and I assume that'll happen more as the game continues. But there were specifically some things like um, to I'll, I'll I'll get a little bit more spoilery here, but to get the flathead, um, I had the ability to meet with the agent who was responsible for recovering the transport that the flathead came off of. And I could kind of talk to her and be like, hey, this is what happened. We just want the flathead. Uh, and I'm guessing you're getting a lot of shit from your boss because I'm a corpo and I know what bosses do was basically what the dialogue <laughs> amounted to. And she was like, OK, fine. And she gave me like a card that I could use to purchase the flathead again using their money. The cool thing is that that card also then had uh, like a like a tracer daemon on it and was going to maybe screw me over if I handed it over to them to buy the thing. So then I could also go in and hack the card to remove the daemon. Also and, one of the most confusing things in the game. Yeah. Fi- not finding that shard. <laughs> well, yeah. If I hadn't heard about that on, I think giant bomb, I wouldn't have even known where to look for the yeah. shard. So, but John, so as a street kid, how did the beginning play out for you? Uh, as a street kid, basically, like you were born and raised in Night City, and like you're kind of your character's introduced. The V is introduced as having come back to the city after having left for a while. Like he went to the East Coast, mm-hmm. and then he comes back, and you kind of get back into uh, like knowing, like you're you, you get into a car with like your old fixer that you had talked to as a street kid, like prior to, and he's kind of like, "Hey, welcome back. You know, uh, good to see you." I might have some work for you, blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about it. And then uh, you end up going to a bar, and in the bar, y- your bartender who knows you is like, ah, you know, hey, man, I'm having some trouble with this other fixer. If you could, you don't mind helping me out. Like, And so you basically like go and you trade helping this fixer for a, with a job to pay off the debt of the bartender. And in mm-hmm. doing so, that's kind of what kicks off your introduction to Jackie. As you go to, like, the, the whole job is... I don't know. I, we're, how spoiler are we getting here? I guess you got kind of into it. You, so I got I'm, a little specific, more so than Brian. You did, have to go but. steal this fancy ass car, and as you try to steal the fancy ass car, Jackie pulls a gun on you and is like, "Get the fuck out of the car!" And then the cops all roll up on you because the car was tagged. So like, you guys are in the middle of kind of getting arrested, and the cops end up like, just uh, I, I don't remember. If, I can't remember if like they just knocked you out and like you were gonna go to jail. But as they knock you out, that's when it goes through like the fast forward of you like partying with Jackie. Like you guys end up being homies or whatever. Like yeah. So, um, yeah. It was it was uh, I I like getting the street kid options when they pop up in the in the dialogue mm-hmm. tree. Um, especially because it kind of gives you like a little more of like uh, like for instance when you're talking to somebody who who's like, I had a side mission today where somebody was being it was a cop that was being harbored by the tiger claws and or not by the tiger claws by somebody else in tiger claw territory and so you as a street kid were able to say to the person like hey listen you sure you want to be doing that like in tiger claw territory because those guys will fuck you up 
And the guy's like, oh, yeah, it's probably a bad idea. She's upstairs. <laughs> like, <laughs> so he just like gives you the instant, like, here's where you find her. Like, because you knew you don't have to go looking for her because this guy like, n- like knew that you knew that he's going to get fucked up if unless like he pulls, pull you pull some of your uh, street kid knowledge on him. And uh, yeah, it's just interesting to see that like uh, <laughs> th- those dialogue options pop up where you can just like you you're dropping knowledge on people because you're from the streets and you know what's up and like, you know, like, oh, so and so is on drugs and yada yada like you you like you just know the different interactions between some of the gangs and things like that and you're able to use that to your advantage in the dialogue i think that's really cool yeah it's kind of a it's cool that they give you speech checks based off of that stuff because i feel like some of the other ones are things that like maybe you haven't put your attribute skill points into those too much and and so you're not necessarily able to take advantage of them but at least with your background, you can pull different information out of people and approach things a little bit differently, which is cool. So, um, yeah, I don't know if we have anything else you want to say. We, I mean, obviously we'll probably do a spoiler cast at some point in the future when we're all finished up with the game. Um, but yeah, it, or at least the main story, but between like all of our friends who are playing right now, I, I think the average was somewhere between like five and eight hours to hit the title card, which is where the game really starts. And, So you as players out there playing the game for the first time, like just kind of expect that, like, if you're not really feeling it right off the bat, which I think we all kind of felt the same way a little bit, like right off the bat, it's kind of tough to to jump into. But Mm -hmm. once you kind of hit the stride of the game, I I actually think like the first firefight I really got in in the warehouse with Jackie was probably where I was like, this is cool. Like, I can feel this out. Like, I liked yeah. using, like, the the hacking abilities and things to, like, you know, see the cameras and yada yada. Like, learning all of that stuff is fun, and I think it just takes a little bit longer for this game to catch, just because I, I don't know, like, it just, uh, like, most role-playing games, I feel like, are kind of the same way, so. I wanted to approach that fight from a, from a stealthier position and i i just didn't feel equipped well enough to understand how to do that well i don't think that Um, mission was really able to be fought stealthily necessarily because it basically like but when you get into that like second half of the warehouse after actually getting the flathead there are like yeah they're looking for you but they they're not aware of you Mm-hmm. So you can you can you can approach it from stealth and try to take them out individually but I I just didn't quite grasp like how to use the camera to like distract the guy and walk up to him it, it, it like it didn't quite gel the way that I wanted it to so I'm still like dumping a lot of stuff into my stealth skills but I don't quite know how to take full advantage of them yet so I'm I'm hoping that'll become more illuminated as i continue playing and get access you to probably like, gotta, more you gotta dump more things. into the intelligence uh skill tree as well just to unlock yeah, the different levels maybe yeah like, i'm sure, I'm sure once stuff. the higher leveled stuff comes out it's probably way cooler i did get a skill to disable all of the cameras for three minutes basically That's very I think. helpful so that'll that'll be helpful in being a little more stealthy too i think but um i i you know i'm still kind of figuring out what the best way to do that is I like the little hacker puzzles too, the Matrix puzzle. I don't. Like, I wish it was different though. Like, I think it should have implemented using your keyboard instead of using like the mouse to click nodes. Like, mm-hmm. I, you should have had to type the code in. Would have been way cooler way to do that. But obviously, it's made for like controllers, consoles, yada yada. But on a PC, I would have loved to have that extra challenge of having to type it out with my keys because it make me feel like an actual hacker while I'm doing it. I think would be sweet. Ye- 
Yeah, I still don't quite understand if it should always be possible. Like, I don't know if you run into some there, of the it ones is where possible. you have, like... Yeah, where there's three tiers. Yeah. It's possible to get all three of them if you do the codes right. Yeah. You, but is it possible 100% of the time? Yes. Because <laughs> they do get randomized. Um, it depends I, on the size of your buffer, I think. Oh, so the buffer gets bigger with different cyber decks, right? Yes. Damn it. All right. Okay. <laughs> now he's more hooked. <laughs> I, I will yeah, say when you start just, rolling clicked. in the dough, like I feel like I am right now, you can upgrade your OS and op- it gives you uh, so much more RAM and you can like hack the shit out of things and missions. And that's Damn. a lot of fun. Um, can you get like a new graphics processor, but it's hard to get it because yeah, all the people a, are buying it? Yeah, because, because, the, because the 3080 series are still sold out in 2077. <laughs> Don't it's worry, the, 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 the TI will be out soon. So. <laughs> the 7080 TI. The 2077 TI. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The only other thing I wanted to say is like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like a lot of the pre-rendered video in most video games today still looks like shit. And obviously they try to compress it to save space and not everybody wants to be Call of Duty and have 200 gigs on your hard drive. But like now that things are beyond 1080p, I feel like playing on a 1440p monitor on my TV. Sometimes the videos that they show, like even the intro, like the start menu of this game looks 1080p. I think intentionally looks bad in some ways, but it also just kind of looks like shit because it's not like really yeah because it's it's not as crispy as the menu is or whatever like yeah, yeah I, I, so I feel you on that i i can get behind I, that i wish there would be a little bit more consideration behind that stuff and in, in all video games like I, I first noticed it really bad with quantum break i think um yeah back when that came out but yeah so anyway all right is that it for cyberpunk you, you for don't, now? you don't want to talk any, any other Keanu? thoughts we don't want to talk about I don't Keanu. I, I want to kind of leave Keanu for people. I'll just say that uh I think Keanu's intro was really cool. That was honestly where I got fully hooked on to the game was was when you got to the Keanu part. And I think so far I've enjoyed his performance. I haven't seen a lot of them yet really, but um I liked it quite a bit and I'm excited to to see more and kind of like even the glimpses you get of his backstory when he kind of comes into the picture i think it's very interesting did, did you get the where that goes there's a, a side mission where you have to get one of his old bootleg like records like tapes mm, mm, not no. yet yeah i haven't done I that, did that one, one. i've actually and i've run into instances in the world where he is asking me to do things in the area that i'm in interesting i haven't had okay. that happen yeah, it's popped cool. up at least two or three times for me. Uh, I also want to say I love all the little pop culture references throughout the entire fucking game. They're everywhere. Everywhere. The entire skill tree is a plethora library of pop culture references, as well as some of the ads that pop up. There's like a clothing ad that shows up in one of the TV commercials where it's like the Matrix. And like, it's like the, mm. the part in the Matrix where they're like, we need guns. And like the all the lines of guns come flying up, but it's somebody who's probably like, I need clothes. And like all these clothes racks like fly <laughs> past them. But it's exactly the rip from the Matrix. And I thought it was, I fucking cool. started dying laughing when I saw it. I thought it was so funny. They must so, have a deal good. with Valve because there is a straight up uh, Valve portal reference, which was hilarious. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and uh, 
Gladish said that there are clams by the toilet, which is like a, I think a demolition man. Demolition reference. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you do with the three shells? That's uh, the question. Interesting. No, I, there was somebody who posted a screenshot, I think in the chili pepper subreddit that was wondering if some tattoo was a reference to, uh, a chili pepper song, which was interesting. You but should know I, the answer to that. It wasn't like it wasn't exactly the same lyric, but it was really close. So I was kind of it's I'm curious to see if there's more stuff like it's that some of that Polish here. translation probably screwed it up. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? But no, I'm excited to play more. Yeah, and, uh, let's wrap this up so I can play get more into it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. All um, right. Let's talk about Game Awards. Don't forget to send in your emails to MidwestGamers at gmail.com uh, with your cybernetic augmentations that you would like so that you can possibly win a copy of Cyberpunk 2077 for PC. Yeah. Join us in the PC Master Race and uh, and play the game uh, the way it's meant to be played, really. Uh, okay. So the Game Awards happened on Thursday. There were a lot of announcements, and then we can also talk about uh, at least who won Game of the Year, if not more than that. But, um, yes, yeah, so I'm reading off of a, a Eurogamer article, everything announced at the Game Awards 2020. One of the biggest announcements that people weren't exactly expecting was a trailer for The Initiative, which is a, The Initiative is a game studio recently acquired by Xbox or Microsoft. They're making a new Perfect Dark game, which, uh, started out on the N64 by Rare, those who make Sea of Thieves now. Uh, and then there was a launch title called Perfect Dark Zero for the 360, and now this will be the third game in the Perfect Dark series. So, uh, it's just a cinematic trailer at the moment, but it looks really cool. There's some nice graphics, and uh, it looks like the main character from the other games is in this game as well. No, no idea if it's like a remake or what it's intended to be, but the title card just says Perfect Dark. So, um, excited to see more Xbox exclusives coming. Uh, from from a lot of these studios that Microsoft has picked up over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, Master Chief is joining Fortnite, uh, and they put the Blood Gulch map from Halo into uh, like a capture the flag type mode in Fortnite. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, I believe there's also like Walking Dead skins in Fortnite this season, and also a Kratos skin. So you can it can it, you can do. Kratos versus Master Chief, the fight that everybody's been waiting versus for since Daryl Dixon or whatever. Yes, walking Daryl himself, uh, Norman <laughs> Reedus. So, go do that in Fortnite. Um, Microsoft Flight Simulator is coming to the Series X and S next summer, which is exciting. Uh, I don't think it's coming to the One X or S. Um, so that's interesting, but you can also get the Cyberpunk 2077 car in Forza for Horizon 4. Today. Uh, so that's Right fun. now. Yes. Right now. Um, Bioware had a couple big announcements, the first of which, uh, they showed about a minute of, uh, of a, you know, cinematic for a Dragon Age or the Dragon Age game that they've been teasing for quite yeah. a while. In case you forgot that it's actually coming out. I wouldn't say it's actually coming out yet, yeah, but we don't yeah, know there's that. still, there's... They're still making cinematics for it, so that's good. There's plenty of time for um, EA to just destroy Bioware. <laughs> yeah, as as there were some high-profile exits that did occur. Uh, I believe Casey Hudson, who was hired to hopefully steer Anthem in a good direction, has recently left. Um, so 
it'll be interesting to see where this and the next announcement, which was the big teaser for a new Mass Effect game of some sort uh, that they showed at the end of the the uh, the broadcast. Um, supposedly from this trailer, people are saying it'll be in the Milky Way once again, uh, which is what the original trilogy was in, unlike Andromeda. But uh, the there's a... They call it a familiar blue face at the end. It's really just a profile. I don't know if you can say whether that's Liara or not. Brian, I don't know if you got a, an impression of that. It could be. It could not be. It shows somebody... That I guess the thing is is that it shows somebody picking up wreckage of the N7. Uh, uh, so, like... I would say, presumably. yeah, one thing for sure is that it looks like it takes place right after 3. Yeah. Or, so, like, not too long after 3. Yeah. Maybe Although, it'll be like uh the search for Spock, but with it'll be the search for Shepard and they'll find him on a terraforming planet that his body went to after the ending of three. But who knows? Yeah. That would be cool. Because I mean, <laughs> um, like in my ending, Shepard may have not been dead. His hand came out of the wreckage. Spoiler oh, yeah. alert. I can't remember. Yeah. That whole Mass Effect three ending. That's a fun time. Yeah, good times. Uh, Nintendo had a couple announcements. Most notably, Sephiroth will be making it to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate alongside Cloud, so you can play out the final duel of Final Fantasy VII as many times as you would like. Um, There's also a Ghosts and Goblins remake coming for Nintendo Switch uh, from Capcom, so that's fun. Uh, They showed off some... Gameplay from Near Replicant, which is a remake of the original Near game, uh, which came out on PS3, I believe. Um, so after Near Automata was so big, um, I think they're going back to some of the previous games in the series to uh, update them and let people play those too. So that's cool. Uh, one of the biggest announcements, I think, for a lot of the people we know, there's a game from uh, Turtle Beach, I think they're called. Turtle yeah. something? Uh, no, not Turtle Beach. Turtle Rock. I Turtle Rock. That's what it is. Turtle <laughs> Beach is the headphones people. Yeah. Turtle Rock is back with Back for Blood, which is a spiritual successor for Left for Dead. Uh, so that is exciting. There's a, uh, I believe it's mostly just a cinematic trailer that's out for it. You can check it out. Yeah, um, it, it's definitely catered toward um, Left for Dead fans because they they have like monsters in that trailer that definitely are reminiscent of the original Left for Dead monsters, like on purpose. Yeah, yeah. So that should be pretty cool. I know a lot of Hell us yeah. and, and some of our friends are very excited for it. Um, there's a game called The Callisto Protocol, which is being developed by the executive producer of Dead Space name's glenn schoenfeld so uh more space horror potentially looks pretty cool uh mostly just a cinematic trailer so that is cool um odd world soulstorm coming spring 2021 sumo digital's hood and uh, hood outlaws and legends is coming in may 2021 uh there's many yakuza games coming to pc and xbox game pass and super meat boy forever is finally coming out on the epic game store this month um, a few more announcements here from the Game Awards. The Elder Scrolls Online is getting an Oblivion-themed expansion. Uh, so basically everything, all the Elder Scrolls history is going to be in the Elder Scrolls Online, which is cool. Yeah, I'm curious, like, how um, big that game actually is now. Like, I only have the base game on Xbox, 
but yeah, I don't even have an Xbox anymore, so I can't play it. <laughs> it's probably smaller than uh, than Call of Duty. I'm pretty sure you can play the. Uh, I, I don't. I don't mean the I actual the file size. I mean like now. the actual the game itself. Oh, the game world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how connected they are. I don't know. I never played any of the game, so. Um. But yeah, no, it's cool that they're pulling everything in. Um. There was some Call of Duty stuff announced. Nobody really cares about that. Uh. Nobody. Nobody that I don't know. You guys might care about. They're it. getting. They're getting Nuketown. So that's all anybody cares about. Yeah, Nuketown's coming. You can play Nuketown 24-7, because that's all people who play Call of Duty want to play. Um, Vin Diesel stars in Arc 2, it's for some Arc reason. It's Arc 2, the Fast and the Furry. That's the name. <laughs> furious. I made that up the just now. The Fast and the Furious. Uh, th- yeah. yeah, this trailer, I was watching this trailer, and I'm just like, why? Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but I'm totally down. It's funny. Brian and I were talking about... Vin Diesel's a huge nerd, for those who don't know, and I believe he does run a D&D game, and, like, The Chronicles of Riddick is basically his D&D movie, um, and Pitch Black, basically, but, um, yeah... I think he just walked up to the ARC guys and were like, hey, I love your game. I played over 500 hours of this, and I really I played want to about be a quarter sequel. mile at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian, Brian was like, I feel like they were probably like, well, we don't have a sequel coming. <laughs> and he's like, but I want to be in it. <laughs> Make me a main character. So, <laughs> His name's uh, Lamanick Ferretto. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Warhammer 40k Dark Tide is coming. Not sure what that is. I assume it's probably some sort of Vermintide type game because those did very well. Um, Crimson Desert is coming from the developers of Black Desert Online. Uh, Open Roads is the next game from Gone Home and Tacoma developer Fulbright. It's got some actual Hollywood talent behind the can, voice. Can we voices. just quick backtrack to Crimson Desert and how incredible the environments looked in that trailer? I oh, watched sure. it. It looked beautiful, but the fighting that they showed off looked clunky as hell. But the the environments, like the world, looked so crazy good. That's all. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Okay. No, that's cool. Sorry, I, I I know literally nothing about Black Desert Online, and I it's, didn't really see this trailer. It's but, just a um, it's a well, it's whoa. a very anime looking MMO. Uh, hmm. And then when they started showing off the stuff for Crimson Desert, I'm like, this looks nothing like Black Desert Online, like, at all. This this looks like it's made more for an American audience. Absolutely. That makes sense. Cool. Um, Yeah, I liked Tacoma, and uh, I haven't played Gone Home, but interested to see what the next Fulbright game is, because those guys make some pretty interesting story games. The art is very hand-drawn looking animation, and I think it looks really cool. You should play Gone Home sometime. I, I like that one actually better than Tacoma, but I, I think I finished it in like an hour or an hour and a half. So. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty quick, so I should play through that. Um, Season is a game that's coming from uh, Scavenger Studio, who made Darwin Project, which was a Battle Royale game. Uh, but the art in this game also looks incredible. Mm-hmm. They also showed a little bit of gameplay as well, which just looks... It looks like a Miyazaki movie, basically. It's very, very nice. And, uh, you know, looks like an adventure game of some sort. Some exploring. Uh, it says, 
quote, exploring and recording disappearing cultures, which sounds interesting. So I'm down for that. Quick shout out to uh, the 20,000 Hertz podcast for doing an episode about, I can't remember the guy's name, but this dude who was recording different cultures and things uh, for the Library of Congress, I believe. Uh, very, very cool. Um, very cool episode of that show very cool topic and it reminded me of that when i was reading about this game Uh, i also want to note that like in general like i know we always like strive like video games are striving to have these like ultra realistic graphics and everything which is super cool and all but the art style of season is fucking gorgeous and on top of like just video games in general having this like appeal to like create realism these other stylized versions of life and cartoons and everything that we're capable of doing with graphics cards now is just stunning. And I love it. Like, I just love seeing this sort of, uh, Mm -hmm. push for the artistic world of things. Uh, yeah, that's all for sure. Um, there's another game from, uh, game awards, favorite Joseph Ferris or, or is it, is that his brother? I can't remember. I don't know, man. Do you remember? Yeah, the fair, one of the Ferris guys, the dude who went crazy and, and talking about A Way Out, is making another game called It Takes Two, starring a couple in a fractured relationship. Sounds very cheery. Can't wait to uh, play that <laughs> with a friend and cry. Oh, yeah. Uh, Disco I'll probably, Elysium I'll play is that getting... with Gladish again, and then he'll, <laughs> in the end, he'll probably try and kill me. Because, <laughs> if is I that recall. what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Well, because I because right. in it at the end of it, the character in in a way out that I was playing was I think trying to kill him, and then he was like, "I'm going to kill you." Like he just said over the microphone, he's like, "I'll fucking kill you." <laughs> <laughs> he's sounds, like, "If you try to kill me, I'll fucking kill you. I swear to God, I'll kill you." That that sounds really appropriate for a relationship drama game. Yeah, fractured relationship. It's based in a it should a, be good like typical American relationships. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, moving Disco along. Disco Elysium is getting a final cut, uh, which is a free upgrade to the game, um, and you can purchase it as a standalone release as well. But it adds in full voice acting and a bunch of other cool stuff, yeah. so that's exciting. I haven't played that game, even though I bought it like a year ago at this point. So I wish they would have just um, called it Talkie Edition as a callback to the LucasArts games. <laughs> that'd be pretty good. Because they always um, had like the ones without like recorded audio and then they edited it later on. Mhm. Anyways, the uh Sea of Solitude, which is a like a like a seafaring like a boat-ish game, uh is coming out for uh Nintendo Switch with a director's cut cut in March. Um and then of course, Among Us, uh one of the biggest games of 2021 that we've avoided talking about almost completely on our podcast. Uh, has a new map coming set on an airship with ladders and floating platforms for you to hang around and be sus in. So that's fun. Oh. We should try that sometime. Maybe. I think it's coming to Game Pass for free. I, I think I was just it. I was waiting for it to have crossplay between platforms so that I could play it on it my does. cell phone downstairs, like while I'm like putting the baby to sleep. It does. Yeah. It has crossplay. I know oh, it has it cross now? save or whatever. No, it has crossplay with. Like mobile to PC, at least. Oh, does it? Okay. Mm. I should get I it. I believe. It's, it's free on your phone. I could be wrong, but... um, The first gameplay of Ruined King, which is the single-player League of Legends RPG, was showed off at the Game Awards, so if you'd like League of Legends, check that out. And uh, there is a spiritual successor to the game Endless Dungeon called Dungeon of the Endless, which is... That's the most creative off. thing I've ever heard in my entire life. 
right? Uh, other things that they have listed here, Just Cause Mobile Game is coming. There's the Shadow Warrior team, Flying Wild Hogs is coming out with a game called Evil West, hmm. which looks like a co-op western shooter game with devils and things. That sounds cool. Uh, there's Unreal Tournament weapons that are coming to Warframe, which is interesting. And uh, one of the other games that I think was very big among the horror movie yearbook boys was this Evil Dead trailer that they showed. It looked pretty cool. It's kind of it looks like a combination of uh, all of the Evil Dead movies. I think it's and, like, like the Resident of... Evil multi asymmetric multiplayer, where like instead of zombies, you're like taking over the other what are they called um, in the Evil Dead universe? Uh, Deadites, yeah, like Deadites some, and things yeah. like that. But you also play like some other larger overarching like baddie. Nice. Yeah, no, it looks cool. They showed some some footage of the game as well. And, you know, you can play as Ash with his chainsaw hand and rip into the the Deadites and things. So that's coming next year. I'm sure we will check that out when it comes. I thought the Just Cause game was actually Just Cause. Like, (laughs) because they can. (laughs) Boo. Bad joke. Let's not call it five. Uh, and in terms of the winners, obviously you can go check out the winners. There's several lists out there. I'm looking at the variety list, but of course I think the big, the big winner for the night was the last of us part two. It won many of the awards that it was up for, not for all of them, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little disappointed. I kind of wish Hades won because it's the only like super, super original game that's on that list of it. Uh, it did win best action game. No, uh, Hades won best indie game yes. and best action yeah. game. Oh, okay, cool. That's cool. But yeah, it was up there against Last of Us Part Two, Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima uh, in the Game of the Year category. So it's certainly a titan among indies for sure. But I think uh, it would have been cool to have that that game win Game of the Year. And you know, the Last of Us Part Two, I think, was very good. Um. But I thought it was just a pretty known quantity. And, uh, yeah. So, I think Hades should have won. But any other awards that you guys... Brian, I know you were saying that it's... Uh, some people thought it was a travesty that Doom Eternal did not win the music. It didn't win anything, I don't think. So, it kind of got got the shaft. Well, it was up against the Final Fantasy VII Remake in the score and music category. So, you know what? Yeah, but I think that's Final just Fantasy like... Remake wins. Fancy, redone <laughs> music, right? Yeah, but it's really good music. It's Final redone. Fantasy music. Do, do the, uh, well, that's does the not guy fair. Did, it should be in its own does category. Does the guy who did the Doom music, does he go on tour with like the biggest orchestras of all time? I don't <laughs> think so. Because like, what's-his-nuts from Final Fantasy Squaresoft does? So, ha. Yeah. Uh, I, we should mention that Among Us is a team of four programmers, and they won two of these game uh, awards. Awards They won Best Mobile Game and Best Multiplayer Game. It, it's also confusing to me how they are allowed to be a part of this when this game is actually from like 2018 i think i'm assuming it was probably i think it was early yeah early access but now finally released in 2020 Uh, that would be that would be my assumption i mean and who cares if something takes a few years to gain traction like you know if i'm okay with that i suppose i mean that's fine but it's just like i mean the all the games in this category should be from this year or in this like award show and it also sucks yeah like that's a whole different conversation but it sucks that stuff like cyberpunk is not 
part of this. That's I think that's what's going to be interesting is is Cyberpunk going to be in contention for next year's The Game Awards or not? Uh which is something that they discussed on the DLC episode that I was yeah. on. Um but like it seems like a lot of the publications that are going to be giving Game of the Year still have time to include mm-hmm. Cyberpunk in some of these deliberations if they chose to kind of delay things a little bit cuz they usually take care of that a little bit earlier. But um yeah, I don't know. It's uh I'm a little bummed that Alana Pierce didn't win content creator of the year. Just saying. She's the only one out of any of those people that I knew who she was. Hmm. Yeah, now she has a job. She works for she worked for I Neil Druckmann. <laughs> she works for Naughty Dog. Oh yeah, yeah. She's there she's like go. a head writer yeah, at Naughty Dog. Yeah. Cool. So that's cool. But yeah. No, I, I'm I'm interested to see if uh, Cyberpunk 2077 wins Game of the Year at the Game Awards next year, where everybody else will be like, well, it already won our Game of the Year last year, so uh, what's actually winning Game of the Year of 2021? Who knows? It'll be an interesting, interesting thing to keep an eye on. It'll be interesting for. to see what happens with the Game Awards next year in terms of, like, legacy, like, last-gen games, like, what sort of games come out for PS4 and Xbox only, and then are like, if that's the case, how are they mm-hmm. rated? Or like, does a game only qualify if it's on a PS5, like the current gen? You know, like it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I would think they would work to include anything that came out in that year, but you know, we'll have to we'll have to see. Yep, it'll be it'll be fun. So, anyways, but yeah, that's that's it for now. We are going to do a a bonus episode, uh, which you can get for subscribing uh, to the Patreon for just a dollar. Um, or you can wait a week and listen to it next week. But, uh, yeah, that's it for this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well and get those bonus episodes. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K., Tom Z., Chris K., and Alan K. for their contributions. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to send in your cyberpunk favorite cybernetic augmentations uh, that you would like and why to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com for a chance to win a PC code for Cyberpunk 2077. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. You can get a free subscription via your Amazon Prime uh, on Twitch. Otherwise, they're $4.99 at the cheapest level. Uh, Feel free to do that. We appreciate all of our subscribers on Twitch as well as our patrons. Um, Next episode is after Christmas. Yeah, it'll be the 27th. But before New Year's. But before New Year's. Yes. So maybe we'll do a little more in-depth cyberpunk since we'll have had more time to play it as well as uh just it'll probably run better for everybody (laughs) everyone everyone else will feel better about it i don't know yeah Um, i think it'd be good john if you could play some hades yeah i'll try and get some hades into you i know it'll be hard to peel yourself away from cyberpunk so yeah um but yeah other than that if you stay tuned to the Patreon, you can check out this bonus episode that we're about to record, and uh, hopefully we'll have you guys back next time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Alright everybody, thanks again for listening. See you next time. Peace.